Apple may have released iOS and iPadOS 15 back in September, but the company is still rolling out new features for the iPhone and iPad. Learn about what we can see in the upcoming 15.4 update on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. So Apple released betas of iOS and iPadOS 14.5. I transposed to 5 and a 4. <laughs> Start up. I've actually written that numerous times this week, so you're not alone. I don't know why I I, I don't usually do that, but I've caught myself at least four times writing 14.5. Yeah, they released 15.4. Yeah, to be fair, it feels like a 0.5 release. Uh, all the all the point X releases are supposed to be major enough to have new features and stuff. That last one was weird. Where we didn't yeah, get anything. Nothing. Why was that 15.3 when it was just bug fixes and security? But anyway, uh, there's no, they're making it up as they go along. What frustrates me is they also released macOS 12.3 because there was an iOS update when there wasn't a macOS update. So now they're a point behind and they should adjust, they should just keep them the same. They should actually also even rename them. Like next year's. Make it iOS 16, Mac OS 16. Who cares what the stupid... They jump from like TV OS 3 to like 11. So like nobody's paying attention to this stuff. To keep it with uh, the iOSs and stuff. So just let's just the, watch OS 2. Watch OS is off on its own tangent. Let's just get them all in the same number. Just And just jump everything to 20 next year. Whatever. Good. iOS 20, like Mac OS 20, watch OS 20, TV OS 20. Apple tried to get away from the numbers with macOS because they started using the Yeah, but everybody's there. still I – mean, you have to number it because there's a bunch of different versions out there. Like that's the only thing that really has to be numbered in my mind. Like the iPhone doesn't really have to be – the iPad doesn't have – I mean they don't really number the iPad. The hardware. But the – Right. The OSs, they do. They need to know if you're on 11 or 10 or, or whatever, 10.8 or whatever it was. Or if they're going to do the macOS thing, again, unify it. If you're going to give it a place name, Monterey, make everything a iOS Monterey or whatever, and then you could call it release one, release two, release three, mm -hmm. sure, something. But yeah, you do need to know which release you're on because they do important stuff as we're, I guess, just about to get to. <laughs> but we're talking iOS and by default, iPad OS. Uh, we tend to refer to both of them as just iOS. Jason sometimes is very good at distinguishing in his copy. I when I write something I always forget the other one exists so it's just iOS. There it's when when there are specific feature differences because there are yeah um, well they, in this one they, particularly yeah. They kind of they split them off in names because they wanted to emphasize that they were going to be so different and then they really didn't make them very different. The biggest difference was like last year or whatever when we got all the widgets and the app library and all that stuff and we didn't get it on an iPad. And then there was just a year late. Like the next year, they just did it on iPad anyway. So we thought we'd talk about the new features that are coming up. These are, again, these are in beta. We don't really know the timeline as to when they will be available. We can we can take educated guesses, which we'll probably do later. Yeah, they just released at the end of January. So it's possible they'll release in February, but... So I'm, I'm, you'd guess probably March by the time they get their full release. 
Yeah, especially since I guess I teased this and we're doing it now. Um, <laughs> uh, the, there's a supposed to be a spring event in March or April. My guess is that will be tied to um, there's going to be allegedly a new iPad Air and a new iPhone SE. Makes sense that they would all kind of release at the same time the new OS and the new new hardware, but maybe not. You know, it could be this comes out early March and then the event is in late March, early April, and it's 15, 15. 15.5. So we'll see. So let's talk about the new features. The one major feature that I think everyone's kind of anticipating is a universal control. You need 15.4 to run universal control. You also need macOS 12.3. You don't actually need to do anything on the iPad side to make it work, but you need that upgraded version of o- of the OS to run. Yeah, it. you you just need to be signed into the same iCloud, the same Apple ID on both devices, right? Yes, yes. We have a first look about it on our website. In my experience, it's just as magical as it seems. <laughs> yes, that's that's what that was the gist of what you wrote, which is which was cool. I was kind of hoping for it to be a disaster, and like <laughs> it wasn't. It didn't work, <laughs> right? Then it would be something to write about, right? Yeah, I was I was yeah. bummed when I read it. I was like, oh, this is it actually works. So I wrote that it worked. I was like, oh, what else am I going to write about? I guess I'll write about this. Although uh, actually, uh, oh. your um, your image for that article shows the screen yes. mirroring, which is not universal control. Right. What is that called again? That sidecar. Uh, car, sidecar, sidecar, yeah. Yeah, but the thing was, when I had it up, it just looked like an iPad next to a Mac. Yeah, because how do you know? Like, what do you what do you show? What do you display right. that shows these no, no, are I, I was all for your... That, that, that image, I thought, worked for that yeah. reason. I got a few tweets about yeah. that. So, is it... All, all you have to do is take your mouse cursor on your Mac drag it in the direction like it, let's say your ipad is on the left drag it off the left yeah. edge of your screen it kind of has some resistance and you just push it off the screen and it goes onto your ipad correct correct and that's basically it and then you're and then when you're typing once you do that if you're typing you'll be typing on your ipad yeah <laughs> that's pretty much it yeah that that will change workflows for people cuz there's a lot there's been a lot of people who like they want to do certain things on their iPad, and it's very useful on their iPad, but they can't do everything they need in their workflow. And, and and it's been such a hassle to do things back and forth. You don't want to just airdrop files, right? Like, that's always been possible. Sometimes the workflow you want isn't, well, I finish a file, then I move it over here, and then I use it in this next step. Sometimes you want to go back and forth. If I can just, like, move my little mouse cursor over, and now I'm typing and mousing on my Mac, on my iPad, and then I can grab this file click drag it onto my mac drop it in my folder or whatever that's amazing if it works that is amazing uh, another feature that i think a lot of people are people are waiting for this feature more than universal control is face id with the mask this is going to impact more people than universal control for sure and that was a complete surprise like there was no grumblings rumblings about that at all Jason got the developer beta because he pays for the account, and I asked him all these questions, and he's like, "Dude, it just works." <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not a and, new thing. Know, yeah, it's it's not like a separate <laughs> new thing. It's just like if you if you say, "Yeah, I want to use Face ID with a mask," it you can already record several faces in Face ID. It just records a new face where it it ignores the bottom half and pays more attention to the top half. There's a new glasses feature, which is which works with that because if you're wearing glasses, then with the mask, like your your face is really obstructed. And um, I use it a bunch of times and 
I mean, you don't even notice it's happening. Because it's paying so much more attention to the and using more data points on the top half of your head and you've got glasses on, it, it wants you to, and it suggests if you wear glasses while you use your iPhone and for each pair of glasses you use, um, record a new thing with glasses and it'll prompt you to do it um, because it will mess up your thing. And it does. I tried it with a mask and it without my glasses on and it was like, no, who are you? <laughs> Or with different glasses. So, um, yeah, I mean, once you set it up, it just works. It's just, it's just like face ID. It's, it is face ID. There's no difference. No app needs to support it or anything. It's just face ID. Now also, if it sees you have a mask on, will focus mostly on the top half of your face and grab more data from that part and make a match with your secondary match. Jason, were you able to try it with? different color masks yeah it totally doesn't matter it, it's not even thinking about like if it's if the bottom half of your face is obscured i you can use your hand you can cover it with your hand and it'll do like if the bottom fa- half of your face is no longer face then it just goes oh i'm gonna use i recorded another face id profile where i'm pulling a lot more data points from the top part of the face i'm just gonna use that so it's just a second face that it's using just like registering another face, except it's ignoring the bottom part of your face. That is one reason why Apple says it's less secure. Like it's not as met many data points with as much variation and difference and stuff. So you do need to know it's not going to be as good as face ID without your mask. But if you wear a mask a lot or you're unlocking your, your phone a lot, one of the things that differentiates it from, you know, last year they did the, the unlock with Apple watch thing where if you're wearing your Apple Watch and it's unlocked, you can have it unlock your phone. That is only for unlocking your phone. All it does. It's not authentication or filling in forms or anything else that Face ID can do. This is just Face ID. So anytime it Face ID is prompted in any app, this is an option. And there's no discernible difference in speed or reliability. I did uh, logins. Uh, Jason did as well. Logins, um, unlocking, all sorts of different things, different colored masks, as Roman was saying. Also, it, it, it was just as fast. There was no like, and not even like a like a split second. It's like just nothing with the with the unlock with with Apple Watch. It takes an extra beat because it's got to send that thing to the watch. Your watch has to buzz. This is just like it just works, and it's extraordinarily frustrating because it should have come out a year and a half ago. <laughs> It's it's really good, but it's also really late. Yeah, and I don't know how much it impacts security. Like, you know, what was it? Uh, Apple used to say there was like a one in a million chance of a false positive or something with Face ID, or was it 10 million or something, unless you had a twin. And I I don't know how much it degrades that. Like, they don't really say, like, is this 20% worse or is this 10 times worse? Like, I really don't know. They just say it's not as secure. I did get it to fail pretty consistently when my mask was fogging up my glasses. Okay. So it needs to see it needs to see your eyes. Yeah, well my glasses were all fogged. And that's one reason they say uh on the face ID with mask thing, it won't work with sunglasses. And if you wear different glasses, like you have multiple pairs of different glasses, you should register each different pair of glasses that you have. So it's it is paying so much attention to the top half of your face that those things matter. And yeah, when my glasses got all fogged up, it, it would not work. Which is a common occurrence if you wear glasses in a mask. In a mask, yeah, yeah, it's pretty common. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they what you could do about that. I, I always thought about like, should I register glasses again 
with fog with, all with the, the fog that's funny that's, <laughs> that's interesting I haven't tried that one although it's arguably easier just to raise your glasses real quick to do the login than it is to take down your own mask yeah or, or you know when that's happening just type in my password or hold your breath <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, take a take a big inhale so it, it defogs and then hold your breath. Oh, the other thing where this is useful is like this is, of course, useful for, you know, all these times when people are wearing masks because of COVID stuff. But even as we get past that, there's always people who live somewhere in the winter where they have the bottom part of their face covered when they're outdoors. And it's just going to mean still be useful, you know, even when we're not running around with N95 masks on our face all the time. Another security-related feature to Apple is adding is uh, – well, it's not adding, but well, I guess it is adding. They're updating iCloud Keychain uh, with some new features. You're going to be able to essentially keep notes with your password. Basically, as simple as that. So I don't even know how many people realize that you can get to your passwords now. Like everyone does like, – not everyone, but a lot of people do iCloud Keychain. Safari has a little pop-up. Ask you if you want to save it, you save it. And when you go to a, either the same device or a different device, as long as you're signed into the same iCloud, it'll pop up and autofill those passwords using your 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 iCloud keychain. Yeah, with Touch ID or Face ID. Or a pin. But you can you can get into that on the iPhone and the, and the Mac. Uh, settings, settings, passwords. On Mac, it's system preferences, which I don't, I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> It's called that, and then I don't remember where it is on. Well, it's in it's in the Safari preferences. In I know you can get that'll to your jump you that there, way. but yeah. yeah, but there is a way to do it. Maybe in security or something. It's it's passwords again, but um, I don't, that, that might be it in a modern Mac. I can't remember. So you can you can get to it. You can get to those passwords and see them all. Edit them create new ones just like you would with a with a normal password manager or a, a paid passing password like one pass or last pass or dashlane but that was it. it was it's it's very rudimentary just login website and uh, password now they're adding notes so if you have security questions or if you have alternative logins or whatever it is multiple logins you can go into that entry click on notes add whatever you want to add type in a little text field and then lock it so it'll be behind a uh, biometric, just as if it was like a locked note in notes. Yeah, they're stored all individually encrypted in your iCloud keychain, just like everywhere else, and synced. They're not at quite as useful as some of the password, uh, paid password things now, because like the notes don't come up when you're entering the thing. You have to go in there and look at the note, whereas you can a lot of the paid ones, the note will pop up something when you're on that website. And typing in your password would be like, don't forget your company ID is like this number, right? Yeah. So, but it's a precursor, hopefully, to that integration. And you also, oddly enough, can't create a note when you're creating, like you can create a password and log in, then you got to save it, and then you got to go back into it and the notes field appears. I'm not quite sure why you can't do it all at once. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's like a little baby step toward this kind of built in. Uh, built-in passwords thing, built-in iCloud keychain to becoming like a real kind of full-fledged password manager. Yeah, I'm wondering if there'll be a day where I might have to decide whether to dump one password and use Apple's product or not. Well, I might dump it over the Mac app, which has been sucky lately. Like, I feel just more comfortable with password manager over than just having them stored in my phone. But it, but it is getting, it's getting better. The the the, the built-in one. Yeah, if I didn't use. 
other operating systems and browsers. Yeah, so that's much. what it is. It's all the different devices and stuff. Apple's thing works great in Safari, but it's not as easy just to get it. I'm getting extensions and doing all this stuff. I just other features you might find. Uh, there are some new emojis. Aren't there always new emojis? There's, I feel like they're always new. <clears throat> yeah, once or twice a year, there's a new emojis. And it had it used to be they would always hit with the main release in September or whatever. Uh, and now and it's gotten to be where they're usually a couple months behind that in a point release. This one's actually a little late. Uh, the new emojis usually drop before the holidays, and this one's not drop until at least February, maybe March by the time it's really out. So, yep, new emojis. Yeah, there's a melting face is i guess the biggest most interesting one uh there's other good stuff the saluting biting lip yeah. there's things like x-ray and bubbles and some more skin hues on i think the shaking hands or something like that i don't know there's yeah there's a bunch of skin hues um yeah. they're always like 87 new emojis but it's like 13 and then the rest are all skin hues uh there's gonna be a new apple card widget so you can add a widget to your home screen. Which I, I, haven't, uh, I haven't looked at it. I guess that's just like balance and stuff. Yeah, it shows your balance and your the, the, you know how to have the spending categories. Okay. It's, it's that kind of thing. I don't know if I want that showing on my phone all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, presumably you have to unlock your phone to see it. But True, yes, but I don't even does. know if I want to look at it. I don't want anybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a not for me kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that was a curious one for me, to admit, and I thought somebody wanted this. Who wanted this? <laughs> yeah, who's who this for? Like, who needs to know or that quickly? Goldman Sachs maybe wanted that. What? Maybe to on. Yeah, yeah, to create more awareness for the Apple Card. Maybe I don't know. Uh, what else is there going to be? There's a dual sense adaptive triggers. Yeah, it's not a big deal if you're so, yeah, it's the developers controller. If developers are targeting the PlayStation Five controller, they can use the their framework that lets them do the thing that gives different how much resistance the triggers have. Like that's not a lot of games are going to do all this, you know. It's yeah, not a big deal. The next biggest deal thing is probably that they're supporting the EU's. Um, vaccine records Mm -hmm. thing uh, like protocol so that just like they just did in the u.s you can add your your covid vaccination record to the to the wallet and the health app you'll be able to do that in the eu for when supporting health providers which they're all going to because they have a standard for this and then this morning we're recording this on february 1st ios 15.4 may bring safari push notifications to the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be a divisive one. <laughs> they've they've resisted. Apple has re- they've had them on Mac OS for a while, and every website you go to says, "Would you like to have notifications?" Like for the first, when they, when you visit for the first or the couple of the early times, um, I generally and most people generally just click no. Um, so this would bring that for the iPhone, basically. Which yeah, people are going to say, "Oh no," but. There are some good use cases, I suppose. If there's a website you visit often that you want to read stuff, they can push out articles like ours. 
Um, like, you know, Wordle, for example, that was a hot, is a hot web app that they could push out as a new Wordle today or something like that. Yeah. You know, especially as it, well, it just got by the New York, bought by the New York Times. So you can see the New York Times saying like the new Wordle is ready or something, you know, popping out of things. So yeah, it, it, it is a thing. It's been, you know, Android has had them forever. Mac has had them forever. So it's it's it makes sense that the Apple would bring it to the to the iPhone next, but yeah, it's going to be one of those things that people are like, oh come on, like we need we need a, a two dozen more notifications each day. <laughs> and, and it's one of the issues with notifications from the web is that they're kind of all or nothing. You kind of have them on, and then you get whatever all these websites send you, or you get them off. Some websites and not a lot give you some notification preferences, but it's like at that website and then you have to log in and you have to say, send me notifications about these things and not those and stuff. Most of websites just bombard you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that. And then you're going to end up turning, you know, that will have a, a tab where you can shut them all off or, yeah, or at least just like, like any you know, other app, you'll just be able to say no notifications, yeah. but, but uh, it's probably something that developers and web, what do they call them now? Web managers have wanted for a while. On oh yeah. IPhone. I mean, we send notifications. Yeah. I sure. think once, or is it twice a day? Uh, it's once a day. Uh, unlike an event day, we'll do twice, but yeah. once. We, we try to really. Never on weekends. Your... We don't, we don't bother you on weekends. Yeah. We're, we try to respect your time here yeah. in that world. Uh, anything else? Did I miss anything else? Those uh, are the big ones. I mean, it's also just the first beta. So, and, and things get a, have a tendency to get added and or removed <laughs> as, as time goes on. Yeah. So, that's a far thing. might not make it, um, uh, what's the big one? Universal control might not make it. Like, uh, yeah, we don't I, know. Haven't, I haven't heard a lot of complaints about it not no. working, uh, which for given what it's trying to do, I mean, it, it's really late. Maybe that's why it's so late, but it seems pretty solid. They've shipped less solid stuff, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you never know what's what's gonna not make it through the final beta, but that's all that's in it at the at out of the gate. One also wonders how much of this stuff was really they wanted to have in the last one, and that's why there were no features in the last one, and they, they didn't even, <clears throat> it didn't even get into the beta group. It, it never got out of the internal Apple testing. So who yeah. knows? There was the 15.3 had no, like not, no release notes even. <laughs> yeah. The release notes were like yeah. bug fixes, fixes and security. security. Yeah. Important security updates, by the way, if you don't have 15.3, now is the time. There were a couple of those things are like pretty critical. <laughs> yeah. A couple of ones that we and others have reported on throughout the last couple of months. So yeah, they're important stuff. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 778. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. And thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast and the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.